Welcome to the Working Moms Podcast, featuring inspiring stories and resources for the modern working mom. I'm your host, estate planning attorney, investor, and pregnant mama-to-be, Pam Moss. So today's guest is Siri Payne. She is a life coach that helps moms create the organized home, business life, and mommyhood of their dreams without sacrificing what matters most. Siri, thank you so much for being with me today. My goodness, thanks for having me on. Super excited to talk about this today. Great. And I know we're going to be talking today about how to balance your mom life, your work life, your life. And I'd love to start with your background and how did you become a life coach? So it's a long story, but I'll try to make it short. I taught special education for several years and I always had this desire to go back to school and get like a PhD in psychology or in counseling or something like that. But I had three small children. I had a husband with a very demanding career and we moved 18 times in 16 years. So for me, it just never felt right to pursue that higher education. But it was during the time when I was teaching that I came across the Life Coach School podcast, and I just fell in love with the teachings and the thinking and just what was being offered. And so I knew that that was the perfect fit for me to be able to advance my career and just to be able to fulfill my dream of that lifelong desire to help people in like this style in this kind of impactful way. I love that. And just hearing how many times you moved in that short period of time, (laughs) I was like, oh my gosh, that must have been intense. So I can see why that was kind of a big motivator for you to get clarity around this. Yeah. I mean, it's just something I like, I think when we have that desire, we have that ability to make it happen. So I knew that desire was there for a reason, but you know, just going to school didn't seem right. And then when this kind of this this all evolves. Um, my oldest at the time was then more like 15, 16 ish. And so I'm like, well, I don't really need to go back to get a higher education. Like I need to give her a first education. So it was kind of like, and I know those are all excuses and stories we tell ourselves. But anyways, when I think that desire was there, because when this presented itself, it was just like, that is, that's the secret sauce to allow me to do what I want and have it be really work well for our family. I love that. And I love that kind of balance of, kind of fitting in where your family was and kind of where your goals were. And I'd love to kind of hear what are the tips that you have for working moms to really better organize and balance their lives? Well, of course, this is my favorite thing to talk about. And so one of the best tips that I have for working moms is to schedule and to plan. And I'm sure they've heard that a million times, but my little slant is, but not just to do it arbitrarily, And not to do it from what you think you should be doing, right? Because when we plan from our shoulds, like I should do that, or I should do that, or thoughts like, but a good mom does this, or a good mom should do that. When we plan from that, that just causes guilt and overwhelm. So what I encourage all the people that I work with is to really focus on planning from our priorities. So if you haven't taken the time to think through your top five priorities, I really encourage everyone listening to take the time to just list them out and make sure that those priorities are the things that are what's on your schedule. So it actually saves so much time and mental energy, which is the best part, when we take an hour or so, like at the end of the week or at the beginning of the week or on a Sunday to plan out the next coming week. So um, I like to say that we can plan out ahead of time. Or we can figure it out at the time, but it's the figuring out when you're in the middle of the thick of it and you're at work and this kid needs to get picked up here and you have to do that. When you're 
figuring it out, that actually takes way more time and way more mental energy than if you just prepare or pre-plan and prepare ahead of time. But what I also like to remind people is um, the beauty of a schedule is really to empower us, right? It's to create that clarity of what we want to accomplish and what we want to do that day. A schedule isn't meant to overwhelm us or to make us feel defeated. And it's not to make us feel too busy before we even start the day. So I really encourage us to plan with like, with realistic expectations in a way that's really going to work for you. I love that. And I feel like it's somewhat counterintuitive because we think, oh no, if we plan it, it's going to feel more constraining. But do you find it's the opposite that like when you really take the time to plan, it feels more freeing? Yeah. I mean, like a great example, I was just working with a client this past week and she has, she has six kids as well as working as a, as a full-time job and being a mom, but notice how restrictive it was at four o'clock in the afternoon when she needed to get one kid here and one kid here, her husband's at work, her neighbor's gone, you know, and then she had like a client like that is restriction, right? Because she literally had her hands tied of how it was going to happen. But if she would have pre-planned, for example, maybe she could have gotten the neighbor ahead of time to help take the kids somewhere, or she would have moved um, her client somewhere, you know, like in a different part of her schedule or possibly created a carpool for her kids to attend. So lots of times people are resistant. They feel like a schedule does restrict and take away, but actually a schedule super much empowers us and allows us to do so much more. And um, I love that. And one of the things that you mentioned was overpacking of our schedule. And that's something I commonly do. <laughs> I know people can relate to. Why is it that we overpack our schedules? Well, I'm sure there's a bunch of reasons, but I'll tell you one that I've kind of found to be the most common is that we have these expectations or these comparisons like that a good mom should be doing that or a good mom should be doing this, right? A good mom should put her kids in sports or a good mom should take her kids on play days or whatever it is that you have. But then we have those same exact expectations for our job, right? Like a good employee should be doing this. A good employee does that. Or a good business owner should do this. Or they always do that, right? So we have all these expectations and comparisons. But really what I would like to caution you is just stop for a second and ask yourself, what does a good mom look like that is also working full time? right? What does a good mom look like that's also growing her business? Because sometimes we just were a mom or we were a full-time business owner and then we decide to be both, right? And then we never stop and say, but wait, I because as a business owner or as a full-time employee, you did all of these things, but you didn't have motherhood or vice versa, right? You had motherhood and then you go into the workforce, but you never take the time to say, well, what do I do now? Like, what does a good mom do that's also doing this? Because it's going to look differently. And so we get to decide what we want it to look like for us. And so if we're not comparing how it is for everybody else and just how it's going to look like for you, then your schedule won't be as packed because you'll be doing what works for you, what works for your family. So when you create your schedule, just like check in and see, are you scheduling the things that's moving the needle forward for you in your motherhood or in your business? Or are you doing things or scheduling things on your schedule because you have fear, like fear that if I don't do it, I'm going to be a bad mom or fear that you're going to feel less than or fear that you're not going to be good enough or people are going to, you know, comparison and, and notice what you are or aren't doing and notice if there's shoulds, right? Like you don't really want to, but there's shoulds, 
then maybe consider removing them because the things that you want on your schedule are things that you know you want to be doing. You know that they're impactful. You know that they are allowing you to be the mom and the you know business owner or the mom and the, the employee you want to be. Because I really feel like our busyness and our overwhelm as you know, they only come from our thoughts, but definitely our thoughts because of what we think we should be doing. So if we know our priorities and we're very clear on them, then we stop feeling too busy. We stop feeling too overwhelmed and we stop feeling confused because we know exactly it is what we want to do to be the mom and the business owner or worker that we want to be. I love that. And I love just that last line too, of like feeling too busy or thinking we're too busy. I feel like there's that's something I often hear a lot. Is that something that you come across a lot? And have you, are you at the point now where, what have you changed that to? Like, are you, do you still identify as being too busy? Like what's the new, what's the other way of thinking about your life besides too busy? Well, you know what? Luckily for me, I've never felt too busy. Like we all have scarcity in some areas, you know, time and money and organization and whatever, but like time has never been. And like, I've always felt like I have plenty of time. In fact, like I taught school full-time while I certified, why I raised my three kids, you know, while I was starting my business and working to grow it. Um, so for me, time is not, not, the big deal. But what I like to do for other people is just to really plan out. And so when they say I'm too busy, it's usually because we have all of these ideas and tasks swirling around in our head, but we don't really know what that is. So of course that feels busy, right? It's like, I'm just busy because you know you have all the stuff in your head about things to do. But when you actually get it out on paper and you plan it and schedule it, A, it takes away that drama because you're like, oh, I have. And then last time's like, I'm so busy this morning. I have all these errands. But then you stop and you really write them out. You have three places to go. And you're like, oh, <laughs> I've just been overworked and thinking I'm busy. So busy really is a state of mind. Is also is it can be a physical thing on your schedule if like truly things aren't actually able to fit. But I don't really find that that's necessarily the case. Most of my clients can get everything out. It's just, what are we busy doing? And it's usually wasting time, you know, overwhelm, being in confusion, you know, too much time on like, you know, the things that don't matter, which is like maybe like Netflix or just some of those things that are net negative consequences is what I call them. Not that those things are important, but we want to plan them and make sure that they're happening because we intentionally want them to happen and not because we are avoiding or trying to not have to do something on our schedule that we know would be more impactful and really help us move the needle forward. I love that. And I know when I, like I have been starting to work with scheduling and going through some of the principles that you teach. And one of the things I noticed was, I would have some like activity that I would put off and I'm like, it would be on my schedule every week, every week, every week. And then when I actually did the exercises that you're describing um, to everybody, I realized that one task only would take me 20 minutes. And the, and I was like shocked because in my head I had built it up to this like four hour activity. But when I really got clear with it, I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe how much time I've wasted worrying about it, putting it off, scheduling it when I could have just gotten it out of the way in 20 minutes. Right. You probably spent 20 minutes rescheduling it every single week. (laughs) Is that that something you've noticed with your clients is, you know, almost like these thought errors where we think something is going to be worse than it is. And when we actually work with a coach like you and get clear on it, it's like a totally different reality. 
Yes, absolutely. I mean, we're human. And so if it's not something we really think we want to do or we're not looking forward to it, we turn it into this bigger deal than it really needs to be. On the flip side, sometimes when I notice an activity that gets, you know, for my clients and for myself that gets pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed, stop and ask yourself, is this really even a priority or something I want to be doing or something that's important? Because if it truly was important, it would happen, right? Like if that thing, whatever you did, if it was important or necessary or a priority, you would have made time for it. So a lot of times what I do for my clients is we actually schedule less in their day, but they get more done. They feel like a more successful mom. They feel like they're growing their business faster or they're being a better employee and they're actually doing less every day. So there's actually more time for them and less overwhelm because the things that are on our schedule aren't necessary. And we just, like I said, we're, we're not really realizing why we're doing them. We take, we took out that intentionality and you're like, well, I've just always done it. And so sometimes if we take some of those things out, the few things they do do make a bigger impact. So it's awesome. I- I love that. And I love that example you gave, because when you were originally kind of talking in the, in the beginning, I think, you know, my gut reaction as someone who's a scarcity <laughs> time person was like, oh my gosh, planning. Oh my gosh, spending an hour planning. Like it's, it feels really intimidating at first, but then as we've been talking and you've been breaking it down and kind of describing how actually, no, we can actually get rid of more stuff. You're going to feel like you have more time. I feel myself feeling so much more free, even just in the period of our conversation. So I can only imagine how your clients feel working with you and going through that process and having that outside person because you need that <laughs> to get you out of your head. They definitely do because like we just we're holding on to all these things we have to do and we're like, oh, I'm going to get a coach and she's going to help me be better in these ways. So you're thinking they're adding to it and really I'm taking away a lot of stuff and we're just doing like what's intentional and what's purposeful and what are your priorities and we're getting rid of stuff that's not helpful. I love that. And so I had posted that I was going to be interviewing you and got a few questions from Um, social media. And the first question that I got was, how do I get out the door in the mornings? You know, if I'm not on the ball, it can be so stressful. And what is your recommendation for someone who really is just struggling getting herself and her kids out the door? All right. I think I probably have enough. So just stop me if you're just like, Hey, that's enough. You're blowing my mind, not blowing it in a good, in a good way, but also like, ha. but of course, I think, of course we've heard this a bunch and it's probably not super helpful, but I'm going to turn it into being helpful, but plan and prepare the night before as much as possible. Right. But then you're like, but I'm too exhausted. I'm too tired. I don't want to plan and prepare the night before. So I get that, but here's how it kind of looks. If we think backwards is what I like to say to my clients. So if you think, okay, if I want to get to the office by a certain time every day, let's say it's nine o'clock or whatever, then you list out or you think through all of the things that you have to do in order before you can leave the home, right? And so this isn't something you're going to have to do every single night. Once you kind of do it once, we're usually human creatures and habit and kind of our mornings look the same, but you have to plan out like, are you, are you showering in the morning? Do you have kids to get out the door and get ready and fed? Do you want to eat? You know, do you want to pack a lunch, not pack a lunch, right? And so what you need to do is figure out what are those things that you need to do or want to do to get out of the door at a certain time. And then that of course will answer what time you need to wake up. So a lot of times people just think like, I want to wake up at this time and it's either completely too early and they don't, they could actually have more sleep or they wake up and it's too late. And then of course they feel rushed and they feel 
like they're always too busy. So if you just think backwards, you'll know the perfect time for you to wake up. And then I really encourage um, my clients and to anyone, you know, creating a schedule to really just plan a little extra time for the unexpected, whether that's a child, they need fed, they're, you know, not wanting to get dressed right away. Um, There might be traffic or a line at your favorite soda or coffee shop or something like that. Because what we tend to do when we create schedules is we often plan from like our best case scenario. And then we wonder why we're always less like straight. Then we wonder why I was going to say two words at the same time, why we are always late or why we're always feeling very stressed and overwhelmed. And so if we plan with some buffer time and if we plan that the expectation is there's always going to be unexpected events. And I don't really say that from like that negative standpoint, but just like, that's just life. It's morning. We have kids, there's traffic. Like there's always going to be something that we didn't expect. But the good news is, is when you get to your destination early, then you can have some me time and some time for you to decompress or do whatever it is that you want before you start your workday. I love that. And I love kind of breaking it down both based on tasks and really just getting the clarity around how much accurately it's going to take, right? Because a lot of times we do have that kind of best case thought in our heads when we're planning and then it really just sets us up for failure. So I could, I totally, um, it's so simple, but yet my mind is blown because yeah, it's, it's, it would really, really game change that kind of process for everyone. So I love that. Um, all right. Our second question was mom guilt, you know, how to deal with mom guilt over really balancing kind of your work life and your mom life. This is when I get a lot. And the fun thing I like to do is explore with my clients is to really ask themselves, like, what is not balanced, right? What do you want to change or what do you want to be different in your life? And really like be specific because I hear this a lot. Like I need more balance in my life or um, I want to balance my life and my relationship with my husband. But what is the balance you desire, right? So when we just say a balanced life, we're not being specific. So we don't really know what we want to balance. So we'll always feel unbalanced, right? Because if we don't know what it looks like, then we're just going to get to feel unbalanced because we don't really know what we're doing. Like, I want a cleaner house, but what do you want cleaner about it? And if your husband was the one cleaning it or whatever, and he didn't do the one thing you wanted, which was like remove the cups and put them in the sink, then you're still going to feel like that the house isn't clean right? Because that was the one thing you're worried about. So if you know your priorities, again, that's like my biggest thing that I work on with all of my clients, then you know what's important for you. And then you know what you're trying to balance. So um, I like to um, share the story a little bit with my clients, just about balance priorities, but also like expectations. But pretend like you went to like a a target, like a shooting range place. And you went there all day long, but on this range, instead of having your own lane, there were like targets all over on one wall. Right. And so you spent your whole day working. You spent your whole day trying to shoot these different targets. You were learning, you were evaluating, right. You were working hard. So all those things that we do as a mom, right. And you're giving attention to all of these targets and you're just moving in all this direction. And at the end of the, so they tell you though, that there's a special price target, but they don't tell you which one. And at the end, they'll say, okay, at the end, when you're all done, we'll tell you if you hit your special target, right? And that's the one that's going to make you feel like that balance, like success and achievement, like you did it right. And so you get done, you work hard all day, you learn new skills. And then they're like, you're like, did I win? Did I hit the special target? And they're like, oh, I am so sorry. The employee that knows what the special target is, they're gone. They're not here anymore, (laughs) right? 
And then notice how you would feel so defeated, right? And you would just feel like unbalanced and like your hard work was just waste. And it wasn't a waste, right? You still hit targets and you still had fun and you still worked hard, right? But if you don't know what's making the impact, right? That special target is what would have made the impact for that day. And then you're not spending your time on that thing that's most important, then you're going to not feel balanced. And so that's kind of how we spend our day all day long is in that target range, thinking we're hitting all these targets, but we're not sure really which ones were the perfect ones. Cause if you knew you wouldn't hit all of them on the swall, you know, you just stay in those five. I love that analogy. And it's so true. It's that, you know, being busy for the sake of being busy or feeling scattered. Um, I can definitely relate to that feeling of not having that priority. And so it sounds like when you are having people put together their priorities, there is a level of specificity as well with that too. Am I, am I, am I thinking correctly of what you're saying? Yeah. So what we do is we kind of figure out what the priorities are and then we create those action steps to show it's a priority. So for example, let's say if health is a priority for you, well, then I say, okay, if I was to peel off the roof of your house and I'm looking in and watching you in your day, how am I going to know that health is a priority? And so, of course, they decide. And when we're starting, we just maybe name like one or two things. Eventually, maybe it could be like three or four. But let's say they decide, oh, for health, I'm going to do like, you know, some movement, 30 minutes of movement. I'm going to eat a fruit at every meal and I'm going to drink a certain amount of water. So those are the action steps. And so those are what get you towards your goal. And those are what you focus on every day. So that way, when someone's like, Hey, can you do this? Or can you do this? If it's not hitting that priority, if it's not one of those action steps, then maybe the answer is like a no. And so that's when our schedule actually frees up because we're not just saying yes to everything. We're just like, if it's not one of these action steps, then we really consider, should I really let it into my schedule? Okay, great. Um, The third question we have is finding time for self-care and not feeling guilty about it. Again, right? It's asking yourself, why are we feeling guilty to take that time for ourselves, right? Because that's something we're thinking inside. So why are you thinking and really what is, what's going through your mind, right? Especially for the person that wrote this, when you feel guilty about taking time for you. So really understanding that allows you to discover where the guilt is coming from, right? And it's coming from our thoughts about self-care and if we think it's important or not, or if we think it's a waste of time or whatever. But the fun news is about this guilt in particularly is that we get to believe whatever we want. So do you want to believe that self-care is, you know, selfish or whatever those thoughts are that you have that's making you feel guilty about doing it? Or do you want to believe that self-care is like important and that it's wise to invest in you? Like it's your choice. And so if you're feeling guilty, decide how else you want to feel differently, how you want to think differently in order to know, realize that it's important or it's impactful for you. And so for example, Like we have, I don't know what other people think self-care is, but when they say self-care, you know, there's that big thing like spas and pedicures and massages and things like that, which are very, you know, very well can truly be self-care, but also just like maybe taking a shower, right? That's a form of self-care. And the question is, do you feel guilty for showering, right? Notice I didn't say, is it hard to fit it in your working day, but it's, do you feel guilty, right? When you take a shower, And just take the time to explore that. And it's like, if I don't feel guilty when you take a shower, so why would I feel guilty when I'm doing something else, right? That's also considered um, self-care. So, and then also it's really important to explore what self-care is for you, right? Because it's going to look differently for everyone. 
And I have an approach for self-care that it might be a little bit differently. So I'll share it with those of you, those that are listening, but also just to help us with a little bit of that guilt that might surround it. But self-care is the concept of like recharging us and rejuvenating us. It's to make us feel less stressed, right? Allow us to decompress. And it's just to do about those feelings of peace and relax and just maybe feeling still, right? It's not creating the feelings we are at. Like if you're feeling guilty about it, then you're not creating those feelings, right? Of rejuvenation and peaceful and still. So of course, if you're feeling guilty about doing it, then it's counterintuitive. So you don't want to be guilty, feel guilty when you're doing it. So if you are ready though, for some self-care, but you're just not really ready to maybe drop the guilt just quite yet. Although I give you hundred percent permission to drop the guilt and do those things that are self-care for you that re- rejuvenate you. But here's a tip. So what you can do is you can ask yourself, what do I do or what can I do that promote those feelings that you're after, like peace, you know, less stress being recharged. And so for us moms, especially as busy moms, it might be doing some of those same activities that we've always done, but we, that we might view them as typical mom activities or just something that's part of our day, but we do it with a little bit of intentionality that's different and a different awareness. So self-care, again, is intentionally doing things with purpose to create the feelings that I've mentioned above. So if you're just purposefully choosing to do these things, what if you looked at it like this? So if you have these typical mom type activities or something that you just is like just part of the day, it's normal routine. A lot of us might be like that morning cup of coffee or like that diet Coke or whatever it may be. But if you decide to, to have those things, but you have this intention that's like, The purpose of this is like self-care, right? You might have the thought that this morning cup of coffee that I'm sipping before the kids are up, right? This is my way of self-care. Or if you're sipping it in the car, right? You're like, I'm in the car alone by myself. And this is my self-care just to enjoy this cup of coffee and maybe a podcast. And and you kind of like reframe it. You tell yourself, this is what I'm doing to feel less stressed or relaxed today, right? So you're breeding the time and the action into your awareness for the purpose of self-care, instead of just like glossing over it, just like really quickly, like, oh, this just is normal. I get a cup of coffee every day. It's what I do. Instead, taking the time to be like, I do this as a form of self-care. And another example may be like, um, let's say you're getting takeout or something like that. And on your way home from a super long day, you decide to get takeout. And you could have two thoughts about this decision. Really, you could probably have a bazillion, but they could go on like this two different directions, right? You might have a set of thoughts like, I'm just so exhausted today. I'm totally burnt out. I can barely think straight. I'm going to have to get takeout because there's just no way I can make dinner and be a parent tonight, right? That's a set of thoughts. But you could also have a set of thoughts like, you know what? I'm going to get takeout tonight and it's how I'm going to show self-care for me right now. And when I go home, I'm going to enjoy the spoon. I'm going to be grateful that I don't have to worry about cooking tonight. And what you want, what I want to notice for you guys is notice how you feel differently in those set of thoughts, right? Like one of them is like, I can barely think straight. I have to get takeout before I die. And the other one is like, you know what? I want to care for myself and enjoy my family. So I'm going to get takeout. So like either way, if you're going to get the takeout, why not intentionally become aware of it? And it's just like a typical day task, you know, making dinner, getting takeout, like it's just kind of normal. But what if you use, be aware and use it to like empower you, right? And to charge you. And like this takeout is going to help me feel less stressed and allow me to be more calm and pay attention to my family tonight. And that's what I really want to do. So really just to stress again, that self-care is a feeling we're after and not necessarily an action that we do. 
So just ask yourself, you know, what can you do to experience those feelings of relaxed and less stress and enjoy rejuvenation, and then maybe do those things. And you'll notice that the guilt drops away because you're actually doing what it is for you that makes you feel good. And most of us are doing some of those things every single day. But when there's that hype that self-care is a, you know, pedicure or self-care is a massage, which it totally can be, like I said, but if you're not doing those things or you take the time to do it, you might feel guilty, but notice in your day what you're already doing to contribute to your self-care. I love that. And that is just such a helpful way, one, to think about it and really take some action steps today to really bring that awareness into your life. I love that so much. Well, I am super appreciative of you being with us today. And before we sign off, I wanted to ask you two things. The first thing is how do people work with you? Who do you work with? And what's what, what kind of work do you do? Is it one-on-one coaching? Is it classes? Kind of give us that information. And oh. then how do we find you as well? How can people be in touch with you? Awesome. So I am, as you know, as I mentioned in Life Coach, I tend to work with the mompreneurs or the moms that are, you know, busy in the work life. And I coach one-on-one in my practice and I just help them like develop the balance, right? And in all of their life roles, I help them grow their capacities in both their business and their motherhood so that they can just really feel strong and satisfied and just feel successful in both areas. And so not only do we get organized, but I help them drop the shame and the guilt and the overwhelm that sometimes comes along with motherhood, especially when we're trying to do motherhood and something else. And what we do is we organize our life so that we can create room for confidence and we can create room for like that balance. And we find the time that they need so that they don't have to sacrifice these things that they value most. And so if I'm on Instagram, mostly I'm all, I'm on um, Facebook at Siri pain coaching, but if you want to contact me on Instagram, it's organized life. So an ED, so organized life.coach. And so if you did like what you hear today, I do offer a free consultation session where we can just really discover what's keeping you from feeling balanced, where your stresses are in life, um, what do you want, you know, how you want your life to work differently. And then you can just work with me on this call and we can just really develop an action plan for what it would look like for you moving forward to be able to develop the the life you want and have the balance that you want. So anyways, they can find me on Instagram for that. Click the link in my profile and it will direct them to a free session if they want to discover more about what we talked about today. That's great. And I will definitely link those in our show notes so that you can find her. Thank you so much for talking with me today, Siri. This was so helpful. Thank you for having me. I enjoyed sharing it. Hey mama, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Head over to my website, www.findpam.com for all the show notes and links. And you will also get access to my free legal tool to name legal guardians. It's all right there at findpam.com.